Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I am James Haskell, along with my faithful compadre, Glenn Martin, and DK in the background. We are here for you guys uh, to talk about the Ravens' financial strategy as a whole going into this offseason. I think this is an intriguing topic because really what we're talking about is guys that they are going to get cut, guys that are going to get restructured, and how the Ravens are going to manage their salary cap, right? Because yeah. this is the time, Glenn, where it gets really exciting, everyone starts you know, talking about free agency, free agency, uh, guys bubbling up that could come to the Ravens. But really what matters at the end of the day is how much you got to spend, right? Mm-hmm. You can't buy the groceries if you ain't got the money. That's right. So we're going to get into all that and talk about some major pieces that will that will fall, what our predictions are, what we think the Ravens should do. But before we do, if you haven't already, take a quick second, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you turn on your notifications. There's a lot going on this offseason, some important dates as well. So make sure you stay up to date because we'll be there for you guys. In addition to that, if you're on the road, check us out anywhere you can listen to your podcast as well. We'll be there for you um, to provide you with uh, the same content we have here. So, Glenn, mm-hmm. DK has a really cool graphic for us. Yeah. And we're going to kind of use this as the base of our conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the goal, I mean, I think there's a, there's a we, we both agree that the goal would be for the Ravens to free up as much money as they can without losing talent unnecessarily and would also without you know uh hurting yourself down the road i think we've seen a lot yeah. of teams will almost uh they'll almost shoot themselves in the foot to some degree with with upcoming years just to try and fit one one team together to go for it that all-in year that you hear uh, a lot of people bring up but but the ravens are going to do that they're not going to they're not going to risk you know next year or the year after by going all in on one year. That's just not how they do things. Um, so yeah, we shout out to, uh, I can't remember who put this together. I think it was the, the boys over at Russell uh, yeah. put this together for us. So shout out to the guys over at Russell street report, uh, making this easier for us. But as you can see here, this is a list of, of uh, some veterans. I'm sure you guys know all these names, know, know them well. Uh, this is all different scenarios in which the mm-hmm. Ravens can create, excuse me, create additional cap space. And, it doesn't have uh, extensions on here. This is just talking about if if the person was released, whether it's before June 1st or after June 1st, because there is a big difference, as you can mm-hmm. see there. Uh, mm-hmm. But basically, my understanding is if a player's cut after June 1st, you can then spread their dead cap money out over a two-year period, whereas if you cut them before June 1st, that dead money has to go all for the 2024 season. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And then outside of just talking about, uh, uh, like I mentioned, re- you know, you said extensions, but outside of this, uh, this, geez, whiz, outside of this graphic alone, sorry, I'm glitching over here. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, extensions, right? And yep. the reason I bring that up is because Mark Andrews is a perfect example. We're not cutting Mark Andrews, right? Like I don't likely had a great season. I, I seriously doubt the Ravens are uh, likely going to, uh, cut Lamar Jack or Lamar Jackson, uh, Mark Andrews, right? I think right. the idea here, Mark's a perfect, perfect candidate for some type of restructure to create right. some more space. So I just wanted to bring that up as an yeah. example as well. Uh, but let's, let's run down this list. I mean, I also want to mention, we talked about Mark, that's a clear restructure. The Ravens aren't letting Mark go. So we'll get into that in a second. Odell Beckham. It's a foregone conclusion. He has void years left. So it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to hit the open market. In fact, the Baltimore Ravens.com website already has him listed as an unrestricted free agent. So I think we know what's going to happen there. It's just a formality. 
We get to Tyus Bowser here, Glenn. Yeah. Is there any way Tyus Bowser hangs around? Do you think the Ravens take their five and a half million in savings and, and uh, put it back in the bank? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see a scenario where he sticks around. I'd love to know what the hell happened to Tyus mm-hmm. Bowser. I get that the Ravens aren't allowed to talk about it because the injury occurred off their premises in, in the player's own free time. But, I mean, I would love for Tyus to just let us know what happened, man, because this guy was supposed to be a pretty big part of our edge group, and he ends up not playing a single snap, and it was really the mystery man of the 2023 year. And, man, we we, we think uh, that guy could have been, you know, he could have been an impact player for us. He, he set a career high in sacks before the injury, was, was already, you know, impressive when it comes to dropping back into coverage, was our best – our best cover linebacker had multiple interceptions, but yeah, I mean, if the guy can't play, I, I think you got to let the guy go. Now, my question to you, back to you, Jimbo, is it is a $2 million dead money hit. So you're saving five and a half, but 2 million will be sitting on your, on your cat, whether he goes and plays elsewhere against you. Are you okay with that $2 million? Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm fine with it because, um, I just want as much savings as I can from an asset that he has doesn't have value. DK said it in the pregame in the pre-show doesn't have value if he's not available. If I can't trust him to be available, his dollar value, his his on-field value to me is zero. Thus, you know his dollar value is zero. So I'll take any savings I can get. I scrape those up, put them in the old coin star at the at the grocery store. Do you want to explore? Like, would you want to? If you're the Ravens, would you want to explore with Tyus what an extension would look like? No. So nope. you're done with it after done. this year. Man. Yeah, I just felt like life he made comes it clear. At you quick, man. Yeah, exactly. Life comes at you quick. You're Woo. absolutely right. I just felt I just felt like he made it clear. He was ambiguous for a reason. It was all weird and and yeah. I I don't know. I don't I mean, obviously he wasn't handled the way that team wanted to be handled. It wasn't handled the way I wanted it to be handled. Um, I don't understand why Tyus can just can't just be forthcoming uh and and give us details. He's allowed to do that. Maybe the team won't do that, but he can. And he, he decided and he had to. Multiple opportunities on a Ravens, uh, you know, on a radio show to yeah. do so and chose not to. Well, let's get to the next name on the list. I think Justice Hill had had really uh, one of the one of the unsung heroes type seasons for the Ravens mm-hmm. last year. A guy that probably didn't get a lot of hype coming into the year, but ended up being a really important piece. Had a had a disappointing championship game, like like others, but just didn't have many opportunities with the ball in his hands. Now he's only he's only let's see, he's twenty six years old. If mm-hmm. they cut them, they can save two and a half million and only have a half a million in dead dead space. But do you want Justice Hill to stick around? Would you prefer an extension rather than just an outright cut? Yeah, or an extension, or you just let him play. You live with it, right? You could. Just, you could. You know, yeah. You, you, yeah. So I, I say this is a lever that you pull as far as an extension goes later on if you if you are up against the ropes and you need to, right? So you kind of pack this away as a, as a last minute deal and a potential buffer, maybe kick the tires on justice to talk to him and his agent about what he's looking for. Uh, but knowing that you can stand Pat and you're fine. Uh, but I think the values there, you let justice Hill play ball. Okay. All right. I yeah. like it. And now, now we get to an interesting, like Marlon Humphrey to me at his age is an, an obvious, you know, restructure yeah. or even extension, but he has had some injury issues since signing that, that contract, but it doesn't look like there's any way they can get out of this completely, right? They have to either run with it how it is, restructure or extend, right? Yeah, and I think just like Mark Andrews, to me, he's only 27 years old and Mar- Marlon Humphrey is. So yep. 
I think he's got a plenty of football ahead of him, and I think he's a valuable player. So to me, it's a clear restructure here. You bring that money into a different bucket of payment to whether it be a sign-on bonus or whatever, or a, a roster bonus or something like that mm-hmm. uh, to make less of a hit on your salary cap this year, thus creating more space. Um, so yeah, Marlon Humphrey, I say you 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 keep for sure. I mean, I think that, that's a restructure candidate. He's not going anywhere. No, no, he's he's one of the core Ravens here. Um, no, how yeah. are you feeling? How you now? I want to talk about these two in tandem. Yeah, actually, thank you. all three. Put three. That's what I was going to say. I want to talk about these three in tandem, right? Because you have Patrick McCarry, where you could save four point three million dollars. You let him go. Uh, Morgan Moses, you could save five and a half. Ronnie Stanley, little bit of nuance there. You could save fifteen million but you would eat 11.1 million uh, in dead money. Now, after that dead money, you're still going to, you know, as far as the calculation goes this year, the, the, the savings are still going to be 15 million. So really what's important here is figure out one. I think the first question is how you want to start next year from an Mm -hmm. offensive line perspective. Yeah. How much you believe in the draft is the second question. Uh, And then I guess the third overall is how you value each one of these players based on the previous two questions. So all that being said, Glenn, what are you doing with these three guys? Yeah, this is uh this is a tough one. I, I think I think for Patrick McCarry, if he's okay, uh, if he's happy where he's at, I keep him right where From he's at. From a money standpoint, you're saying he's not asking for more an extension. Exactly. Like that. If he's happy and he doesn't want starter playing time, he's okay with being the swing guy, mm-hmm. then man, you keep him here. And if you can extend him at his age, say, yeah. you extend that guy. He can play any position on the line. He's shown he can be available, so you can give him guaranteed money, yep. right? Like upfront money that that facilitates maybe help with the cap, mm-hmm. because he he show he's shown that he's going to be out. He's not going to tie us Bowser yet. No, no, this guy. So I agree with you there. Warrior. Yeah, keep McCary, uh, and I would say at all costs, but I don't think it's going to cost a ton. Even yeah. though I think everybody in the league should be knocking on the door of Patrick McCary's agent and trying to get him to come to there because, I mean, that guy is just super valuable. But, but either way, he's in Baltimore. He's not going anywhere. So the question now is, what do you do with your two tackles? They both had injury issues. They both had issues where they weren't performing very well, and they're not getting any younger. So, man, the Ronnie Stanley thing's interesting because if you make him uh, – it looks like the rules around post-June 1 is you can designate two players to be cut post-June 1. Mm-hmm. Two and only two, not anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is a limited group. But if you make Ron, Ronnie one of your two, like you mentioned, you can save $15 million and you can spread the dead money over two-year periods. So in 2024, he'll hit $11.168 in dead money. And in 2025, $6.68. And you will save $15 million. But Jimbo, do you see the Ravens saying, we're going to pay Ronnie Stanley $11.1 million to not play for us just so mm-hmm. they can save $15 million. Like this is that's the biggest question. Like what the hell do they – because they, they're not going to extend him because they don't want to give yeah. him more years. I, I can't even see a restructuring in that – Man, that's I, 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 what the hell do they right, do? Right. With you, yeah, you can, I don't know how much you can restructure because then you're, you're saying, here's all the money now. Yep. And, you know, you get nothing in return for that, right? Like he goes out, he misses eight, 10, 12 games or whatever. Right? Ties Bowser on you. Yeah, you exactly. So, um, that, yeah, you can't do that either. You're kind of stuck here. But initially, my initial reaction is this 
give me my $15 million, take your little 11 and I'm out of here. Right. Like mm-hmm. this relationship is over. Like one of you, 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 I don't know if you've ever seen Mike and Molly, but, uh, Molly's, uh, stepfather has to get a quickie divorce. And, uh, part of the deal is exchanging funds that he owed his ex-wife and a swift kick to the gonads. That was part of the deal. So she gave him, he, Mike said, Mike said, look, hold your breath and close your eyes. Cause that kick's coming. Right. Like Whew. one of those deals, right. To where it's like, look, sometimes you just gotta hold your breath <laughs> because that's what's kicked to the gonads. Is coming. That's a lot of money, man. That's a yeah. lot of dead money. But the other side to that, like that's my initial reaction is say, just take it, move on. But then the side to that is who the heck you put in the left tackle. You trust Patrick McCary as a starter. Hmm. You know, that 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 mm. makes me a little nervous. Do you trust the guys coming out in the draft? Still, they can be As the best prospects. Right. They can be the best prospects in the world. J.O. didn't even start his first year at left tackle. Wasn't he a guard? Left, left guard, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a lot to put on a kid. So, they're in a tough situation. Or you go out in the open market, and then what? I mean, is there a guy out there that's better than Ronnie? I don't you know. Because the... You can't pre you can't cut them before June one because no. then you're eating seventeen million. Now some fans might say, "Let's pull the band aid off. Let's cut them now, eat all the dead money in 2024, and have a fresh start at the beginning of 25." Mm. But it still it makes you wonder who is playing left tackle for you. So I'm I'm starting to get to the point where Jimbo, I think we just have to hope and pray that Ronnie has one hell of an off season, yeah. gets himself healthy and strong. And then he comes back, and hopefully you get what fourteen games out of him. Like what? What? What's the? Because yeah. I don't want to yeah. pay a guy seventeen, and I don't want to pay a guy eleven million to play against me or to sit on his couch at home and watch me play on TV. I, I, yeah, and maybe you have permanently him and McCarry in rotation. You could. Maybe that's how you handle it. You know, I don't know, but I, I, I slightly, only slightly. This is like a fifty-one forty-nine scenario for me i slightly you've swayed me by two percent okay because truly it's like what is the option here yeah that that that's the thing for me yeah you end up out in the street shaking your can for 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 money right when you're when you're looking at all these left tackles out there like what what do i do and then you have no bargaining like if i'm the agent of that left tackle i'm going you need me yeah like right you're paying prime dollar because you need me you just cut ronnie and, and then what do they do with Morgan? Like, what's your thoughts on what do they do yeah. with Morgan? Yeah, so Morgan Stanley, there seems to be at least a bit more of a a plan for a replacement. Did I'm you not... say Morgan Stanley? Oh, my gosh. You combine the two names. That's awesome. Well, and Morgan Stanley is... It's like a... What, what major, is Mor- major financial corporation. Yeah, it's a financial thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long story behind Morgan Stanley and why they're on my mind. But uh, anyway, so... Sorry, Morgan Moses. There you go. The man that led his people to the promised land. <laughs> um, so with Morgan Moses, it seems to be more of a, at least a, an outline, like a guy in place in line there in Falele yeah. Yeah. to take his job. Now, how much confidence I have in that? I don't know where I stand, but I also didn't see much confidence in Mo- Morgan at the end of the season to make me feel good about him moving forward. So with Morgan Moses... It's also really close for me, but I say you just end it here. And you yeah, roll I mean, with the young guy. Yeah, it's only a, a 1.4 million in dead. So it's not like right. the 17.8 from Ronnie. Uh, but you still need, like, I guess it's just the question is, do the Ravens coaches believe that Falele's ready for a permanent starter role? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
And and I'm, I mean, is he ready? I don't know. But would he give you more than Moses? I also am not 100% sure, but there's an argument to be had that he could. Yeah. and But Moses is also, he's an older guy. He's played a lot of football, and he's going to be a year older. So maybe this is just because, like, he was incredibly healthy his whole career. Yeah. But then he has this year where he's super beat up. Is that just what he is now? Like, is that his future being an older guy playing an offensive line, which is a super grueling position? I, that, that's a big question. But to me, it's all about Ronnie Stanley. That's the, the area where they can create the most savings, but they could also end up with the most dead money. Yeah. Um, so that that's going to be that's going to be interesting. It'll be it'll be nice to when we start getting more into our draft coverage, if we find out that maybe this is a year where left tackle is, is super deep, but I will say, I I think I remember seeing a tweet from Cole. There's only been two starting quality left tackles that were drafted outside of the top 10 in like the last 10 years. Like it's just, if you're not picking in the top 10 to find a day one starting left tackle, it can be a bit of an uphill climb. And the Ravens obviously aren't picking anywhere near the top 10. Uh, and to get up there from where they are picking to possibly get one of those guys would take more draft picks than they're ever going to give up. So, man, that left tackle position, man, it's just a shame what happened to Ronnie because I, I think yeah. if he never would have had these unfortunate injuries, because those injuries, it's not like they were a fault of his own. They were roll-ups. They were guys jumping into you. He could have been one of the one of the best, man, if it yeah. wasn't it's a, it's a tough It's a tough uh, situation. Speaking of Ronnie's draft class, right, wasn't – but one of the guys you're referencing out of the top 10, Laramie Tunsil, right? Like the. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if he dropped. I think he only dropped the Then he dropped the 13, I think. Well, Isn't Ronnie was low? six that year. Okay. I didn't know he dropped that low. I think maybe he maybe he was one of the two. Like that. maybe Yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm two. pretty sure. But the he only reason he dropped was because of the gas mask. Like he yeah. had top 10 talent all over him. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people thought he was going number one. Right. Uh, right. But the, the last thing I want to say as a part of this equation, we talked about Mark Andrews and Marlon Humphrey as uh, solid restructure candidates. Yeah. I also want to talk about Lamar Jackson. He's not on this list, but there's estimation that the Ravens would save about, would gain, excuse me, about $11.1 million in cap space. Yeah. And then with Marlon, 7.9 in cap space. And then let me just give you Mark's number real quick. Uh, Mark Andrews, 4.9 million. And one more name, uh, that being Marcus Williams, another 7.1 million in in restructures. So not extensions. I don't see for any of these guys per se, uh, but what I do see is them manipulating that money so that it comes off of the salary cap and is added to some sort of a bonus or something like that. So um, just wanted to add that. Here we go. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So you see Lamar Jackson there. You see Lamar, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Marcus Williams. Now, 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 now that that's the only thing it's like with Ronnie, you're kicking the can down and you don't really okay, know if, yeah. if, if you're going to have the return. So yeah, you could, you could restructure and save some money, but you're going to eventually that it's just like the Deshaun Watson, like restructures. They try, they did some, but now the next three years, $64 million cap hits yeah. because eventually, <laughs> like, I love those fans are like, you know, fans would be like, man, I'm jealous. They, you know, uh, the caps, what would they just say? The uh, salary cap is a myth. Is yeah, that, yeah. Remember that was the big thing for a while. Yeah. Look what the Rams are doing. Look what this team's doing. It always, always comes back. There, yeah, and, there's and, no avoiding it. And, and very few teams draft better than the Rams do at the back half of the draft. That's true with Puka. Oh my. Right. 
I mean, yeah, it's just absolutely amazing. So, yeah, let us know what you guys think here. What do you think the Ravens will do, you know, financial gymnastics standpoint? What are the moves that you like? Really, what do you, how do you feel about Ronnie Stanley? How do you feel about Morgan Moses uh, and that offensive line as a whole? They have some moves to, to make, some decisions to make there from a restructure or cut standpoint or extend standpoint. Leave all your comments below. We know this is a very opinionated topic. Mm -hmm. So leave it below, and we'll talk to you guys soon. See you.